With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, Black Girl of America. It's been a while. You know, it's been about four weeks since I've been on the air. And um, it's good to be back on the air. Uh, I would just like to say that I miss all of you. And uh, the owner of the uh, Queen Mother for Real Media has uh she passed on April first of this year, and uh now we're back to putting on the programs uh Black America usually came on um Tuesday mornings at ten o'clock now we'll be in the evenings at seven thirty every tuesday and uh, for here on end uh Superior Power in Black America will continue to come on Thursday evenings at 7 o'clock and Provocative Thought on Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock. I would just like to know, for the last month, America has been going through some changes. Can you believe that Donald Trump is to be Republican. To start your show now, press one to hear important instructions. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Okay. okay. Here we go. So technical difficulties. Uh, Queen Mother usually run the boards. Uh, now I would be responsible of running the boards, the engineering, until I can um, find someone to run the boards. Um, I do have some guests coming on this evening, but they have not uh, came on. But back to the discussion. What is America thinking about? Having Donald Trump as a nominee. Now, you guys, you think George Bush, the son, was bad? Donald Trump make George Bush look like a genius. And he was incompetent. I wonder how America would be with Donald Trump as president of the United States. I've been following this man since the early 80s. 
This man has never been successful in any of his business adventures, except for building that hotel in Manhattan. That's it. What do you think America would be in Donald Trump's hands? And I'm not even going to talk about Hillary Clinton as now, but it just behooves me about Donald Trump. How can we really, really, as a country, had Donald Trump in the White House? Some of the some of the statements that he had made over the past six months during the primary. Uncalled for. He got to think it's Mexicans. He got to think it's Middle Easterns. And I know for a fact, historically, if you're not a rich black man, he really want, don't want anything to do with you. Donald Trump is not a self made millionaire. Gave him all those millions and millions of dollars. I say, son, do what you will. I can't see from, I mean, in New York City, folks, anyone that's not in New York, that from New York, people in New York City, especially the New York Daily News, especially the New York Daily Post, do not like this man. They think he's a clown, a joke, a buffoon. What what do you think can Donald Trump do? If you have any comments, please call us. Please call 347-989-0180 and press 1. Again, that's 347 Zero one eight zero, and then press one. Starting next week, I will go back having guests on, and I just guess uh, before I get into this whole thing about Donald Trump, I just like to thank Il Ofola for exposing me to Blog Talk Radio. For having my own platform to express my views, which is very progressive views. Also, to come in and assist her in building Queen Mother for Real Media. And in her honor, I am going to do my diligence. My I am going to build a company, Mother for Real Media. We so far have four shows. There's a show Sunday night called, called Rise and Shine by Ia, uh, Ia um, Bodang, I believe it is. She will continue to host the Sunday night show, which is from 7 to 9. Rise and Shine, which focus 
on black women issues in America. Provider of Thought, which come on Saturday night from 7 to 9. Also, uh, no, from 8 to 9, excuse me, uh, uh, which is by Carlton Sneed. He focused on different issues from a social perspective. Thursday night from 7 to 8. Uh, Superior Power Black America is hosted by this couple by the name of Daryl and Monique Freeman. They focus on African-American issues from an economic perspective. Me, I focus on culture, social affecting our communities in America. Not just the inner cities, but the inner suburbs. Yeah, there's a new term, inner suburbs. That those sub- suburbs where white folks had left and left it to blacks, and now we have the suburbs. Now they call it inner suburbs because we don't have the businesses or, 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 or the structure or the stability uh, uh, to keep these communities striving. And that's something I've been focused on now for the past three, four months. Ia and I used to speak daily, daily about the issues in our communities across America. Now, she came from a spiritual aspect. She came from a spiritual thing. She felt that we all need a connection well, our spirituality, whatever your, your 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 spirituality is, whatever your belief systems are, but she felt that everyone needs to be connected. But personally, I feel that whatever religious background, sexual orientation, as black folks. We have to unite. And, 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 and I'm not talking about rich folks or anything. I'm talking about people that live in urban communities. Black folks that live in urban communities. Black folks that live in the inner suburbs coming together uh, 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 and, and, and become independent. What you mean by independent? Economic independency. I mean, we went through the civil rights thing. We went through the militant era. But nobody has sat down and really developed an economic plan for black folks in urban, suburban areas. Black folks that are dependent on the government for survival, not prosperity. All the government does to black folks after they finish up that budget and, and, and getting their, uh, well, when it comes to us, they call it welfare. When it comes to people, they call it welfare. When it comes to they will call it bailouts and have other terms. But they get government assistance 
just like individuals. We have to stop being dependent on the government because they keep us in a box. They keep us in a frame. But you have to step out of that box and develop your own economic stability. Personally, I am tired of putting my future in other people's hands that don't look right for me. Good evening. Welcome to Black Urban America. How are you today? Hey, what's up, Carlton? Hello? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, what I was just talking about is uh, a couple things. I was just rambling on, not rambling, I was just uh, informing people about what we need to do. As a, well, first of all, I gave honor to Ear Fola. Uh, 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 thank her for giving me this opportunity or giving us this opportunity having this platform. Folks, this is Carl Sneed, host of Provocative Thought, which comes on Saturday from 8 to 9 uh, p.m. You know, uh, 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 hey, Carl, tell the folks a little bit about your show. My show is generally a platform for the community to express, explore, and discuss any issue that they might think they uh, might be interested in or issues that I bring up that they might find a cause to have a conversation about. It's not a platform for me to tell anybody anything per se. It's a communication platform for the community. So I don't want the uh, listening audience to think that it's, a, it's just an information uh, center, even though I do provide information. Information is just what it is. Information, all information is subject to uh, examination. So we want to examine right. the information, how it impacts on us, and that's our own ideas and views about uh, the topic. Well, um, so what this what this week's show is going to be about? Well, this week's show is about uh, the promiscuous woman. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Oh, boy. You're trying to start something, Carl. You're trying to start something. The promiscuous woman, huh? Well, well, everything is starting you know, something. <laughs> well, don't you need we? Uh, don't you think we need those type of women that uh, express themselves so freely in a sexual manner? Well, to express yourself freely in a sexual manner is defined as what? What does that mean? I mean, see, you just said something that I might say. Well, that's between a man and his wife. That's between a man and a woman that he's in a relationship with. Or is this is. Uh, in the case of the promiscuous woman, it's expressed with anybody or many people. Anybody that's an expression, um, most people don't have sex with anybody, but we use that to express a term, meaning uh, 
that you don't have too many boundaries and limitless uh, resources of the sexual encounters, apparently. Well, that sounds like it's going to be, I'm looking, I'm going to look forward to it. Hey, uh, Carl, let me ask you something. Have you been following the primaries? Um, a little bit. You know, folks, uh, Carl is not too much of a political monster like I am. He's more into the social behavior uh, of America and individuals and families. Uh, what you think about Donald Trump? I know a lot about Mr. Trump. I will refuse, just like people refuse to call Obama President Obama, I will refuse to call this man President Trump. I can't I just send like chills up and down my spine, man, that this man is a stone throw, literally a stone throw from the White House from running from running this world. Okay? I mean, like, I just told the audience <clears throat> and people that are going to download these shows this week that, that, oh, excuse me, that, um, that uh, George Bush, they think George Bush's son was uh, uh, was an ineffective president. Donald Trump will make George Bush look like a genius. It depends on who ineffective for in terms of Mr. Uh, George Bush Jr. Do you know George Bush was ineffective for everybody, even oh. even the bankers, even the even even even, even the wealthy folks didn't like this man. Well, when, when the wealthy folks turn on you, you know you have a problem. You know, I have a hard time believing that everybody, nobody, or hardly anybody wanted him in office, and he did eight years. Now I have a problem with that. Well. The reason why he did the extra four years, they was rewarding him for his response of 9-11. If 9-11 didn't happen, I think George Bush, George Bush the son, was a one-term president like his daddy. And his daddy wasn't a bad president. Even though he was a Republican, his daddy wasn't that bad. You know, and, and uh, I mean... Like he did the same as any other president, and and I was watching the show last year in 2015 with with uh, with the uh, uh, I don't want to call I want I don't want to give them a label, but what white media has selected as our uh, uh, black thinkers or black leadership. Um, and they came up with, uh, 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 they were discussing why those presidents address the black agenda. Should black folks have a black agenda like we did in the late 60s and the early 70s when we tried to form our own political party, uh, when we had our convention in, uh, what was it, Cleveland? We have our, our black convention. I think it was Cleveland or Detroit. Uh, that was the early 70s. And um, to develop an agenda to take to both parties and say, this is our agenda, this is what we want for our communities. Do you agree with that? 
Well, here's the problem with that. This is the United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that what occurs here should be occurring under the auspices of the people of the United States of America. So that should include impoverished, um, oppressed people, period. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The, uh, the um, office of the executive office of the United States of America, the highest office they say of the world, uh, that's not just for a certain group of people, even though, as we know, politics have been used in that way. So that's, there lies the problem, that we have uh, the manipulation of uh, politics, if you're talking about American um, politics, we have the manipulation and the exploitation of politics through uh, interest groups, and therefore the uh, political system, therefore it serves the best interest of the interest groups more than it serves the interest of the people. And you can uh, observe that by all the poverty we have in the country, all the uh, failure to thrive that we have, the economic uh, decay that we have, the, uh, like we have these companies, uh, I get, what's that, is that? Carrie, they, they're trying to take their business offshore. Oh, yeah. To make more yeah. money. Yeah, international right. Uh, uh, trade, NAFTA, the businesses going overseas, such as right. China, uh, right. uh, the Philippines, right. Mexico. Yeah. Right. Matter of fact, so, Mexico, our economics, our economy is so bad, Mexico doesn't even want to be bothered with us no more. They got their own economic systems that are effective for them. They should. They should. I should. Yeah. And, and you, you know, uh, uh, I, I just said so right before you came on the air that we need, and I'm not talking about the 1% of black folks. I'm not talking about the top 10% of black folks. They're already on the other side of that fence. They're already there in their culture, you know. I talk about people in the urban areas, low-income working low-middle-income folks. We need to disconnect with some of the resources because they're crumbs. And, the, and we're fighting over crumbs. We need to disconnect from these resources and start developing our communities in an economic manner. We always address the social issues for the civil rights era. They know we may they know we need business from the militants era. Now we need to focus in developing ourselves economically so we could address our own issues, our own gender. And see, when, when you're doing for self and when you have something to bring to the table to offer, people will listen. Or even want to listen. Hello? Who do we want to listen? Well, right. really, don't need anyone to listen, but just to demonstrate that we could build on our own, we could address our own issues. For example, a couple of cultures, the Chinese culture. In Chinatown, you don't see a whole lot of Chinese people, people run to the government for, for, for a whole lot 
uh, unless it's affecting their businesses. Uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, um, people from India in certain communities, they're developing their own economic system, even though they already come over here with a, a economic fundamental base. Uh, uh, there are many cultures that 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 that's able they they build within they build within their community within their own culture wherever they're residing or living in the United States. Okay, so you're talking about collective economics. A collective economics never been off the table in my book. Uh, uh, collective economics always been always been a, 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 a viable plan. It's just that uh, I don't know if African Americans have the uh, have the how fortitude. I don't know if we have the uh, the trust factor within each other. I don't uh, it's sports we call it having heart. I don't even think we got the heart to do it as a people. I think we've been so much brainwashed. We've been so much uh, 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 encouraged for us to rely on this America economic system to help to, 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 for resources to address our issues instead of addressing our issues ourselves because like, 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 we got 1.1, 1.2 trillion. We spend 1.2 trillion trillion dollars a year. 1.2 trillion trillion dollars a year. And spending. Yeah, and spending. Yes. Consumers, right? Yes. Right. I so think we're number means- one consumers in this country, huh? Right. That that either means that we're very needy, or that we are. Uh, have an infinite capacity for wants and desires. We're spending money, uh, maybe we don't benefit the most from the money. We ain't Pleasure. spending the money in our communities. Right. So it's not uplifting us, but it's it's making us feel good some kind of way, right? It's making somebody feel good because you buy money, you you got the money, you buy buy those alligator shoes, feel great. You know what I'm saying? You buy that car, that BMW, you feel great but you still haven't done anything for anybody else except yourself, and you haven't done much for yourself because now you have less money and you got this car that depreciated the, the minute you drove it off the lot. All right? Right. And also, you got to look at it this way, too, is that if we continue down this road, if we continue down this road, we will become insignificant uh, uh, when it comes to as a voice in this country. Um, we will become insignificant? Yeah, yeah. Are we significant now? <laughs> well. Because I didn't get that memo. <laughs> I, I don't know how significant, how much significant we are. I mean, like if it, it just by this race, this uh, political race, they they 
They don't even when we had a black man as a president, he didn't have the like he had the motivation or inspiration to even discuss our issue unless it was headlines. I mean, uh, the Attorney General Eric Holder uh, uh, addressed more African American issues than the president did unless he was getting his 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 direction from the president. But uh, as every election, I mean, I mean, for me, I am really tired of going to the polls, electing these fools to office, and those and don't see anything, uh, any progress made in our communities, and that's why I had come to the to the uh, to the point that. We have to stop relying on them. They already told us, no, we're not going to do in action. No, we're not in policy. No, we're not going to do anything for you. Here, take this welfare and shut up. Here, take this Section 8 and shut up. Take this full step and leave me alone, okay? So, you know. And what they're offering folks that don't have, that have not, it's, it's only just to survive, not to prosper. And that's why we got to come up with a plan that's going to make black folks prosper. And and the plan had to be economically, economic development within our communities in order for our communities. Huh? So you're saying don't buy those uh, $500 alligator shoes. uh, Take that money and make it make money and take that money and spend it in our community to help people. Is that right? Well, well not only that, or not only that, it's, it's more deeper than that. Uh, 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 we had to start making up our own businesses, develop our own businesses. Uh, well, it's, if it's just community businesses, we had to start taking that money. Hey, 99 cents out of a dollar leave the community. Once it leaves, we don't see it anymore. But that $0.99 cents out of dollar goes to other communities and build that. That's why we, well, I could be in a strange state, right? I know when I'm in a black-dominant uh, area. I'm in a dominant residential area. Because the political system let our areas run down because we don't have nothing to offer. But instead of relying on them, keeping that money in our communities, hey, when we're doing well, yeah, you can buy that $500 pair of alligator shoes, but that shouldn't be a priority. The priorities should be what do I have to offer to my community? What skills do I have where I could make money off of as well, my people will come and spend money with me, and in return, I will spend money within the community. Okay, so I wasn't going to practice the economics in the same exploitive way that uh, practice. Excuse me? Are we going to practice economics in the same manner, the same exploitive manner that is currently practiced? Well, I see that's that's where see I can't 
individually answer that question, but that needs to be a, a, a topic of discussion for people to explore. Uh, I know in the past 30 years, what we've been doing haven't been working, and we need to change direction. We need to adjust. Because we don't adjust, our situation is going to be worse for the next, I say, 16 years. For the next 16 years. I mean, our great-grandchildren, I mean, every generation, we're doing the same. We are begging other cultures to hire us. Let's take the Hasidic Jews. Let's take the Hasidic Jews. That's another culture that's economically strong. They have their own schools. They have their own areas. They have their own residential areas, their own businesses. And very, I, I mean, they, they trade with other cultures and other businesses, but most of their business is trade with the, with, uh, 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 within their communities, within their culture. And I've seen that firsthand. I've seen that firsthand. And if they go do anything international trade, they go right to Israel, right to Israel, or, 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 or a European Jewish company in Europe. And we need to take a page from them and say, look, we need to do the same. You know, uh, they, they, uh, uh, the city Jews got this big strip on Easter Parkway in Brooklyn. They got schools, their own school bus company. I, 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 matter of fact, they had their own judicial system. If a, if, if a, a, a seated Jewish person is arrested by NYPD, they have to go to their own court first before they're turned over to the NYPD. That's how, and see, that's what I mean, having something offered. Uh, having you know having having we come to the table, what do you have to offer? How much? Cause that economics brings power. It brings a lot of power where people will have to listen to you because you're not really asking them for anything. You are telling them what 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 needs to be done. What a message! Like, huh? Message. Why yeah. does it take the threat? Of all uh, economics for somebody to respect another man. That's capitalism. That's capitalism. You think you think you think the United States really want to do business with Saudi Arabia? Do you think the United States really want to do business with China? But China got the money, the resources. The Middle East got something that the United States loves, you know. And and and. I mean, they have something that corporate America loves. Yes, and corporate America run the United States. I mean, right. it's 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 uh, it's um, it's covered by our political system. It's disguised through our political system. I was watching 60 Minutes a couple of Sundays ago, and they had one of the Koch brothers. You know what he said? Uh, uh, Mr. Stoll asked uh, uh, Mr. Koch, you know, um, 
Which one do you would like to be present? It said, whoever is left standing, that's who, where we go put our money. That's why the Cope brothers get whatever they want to. That's how the Cope brothers got half, uh, uh, got those uh, tea baggage in the Congress and something in the Senate. Okay, they, so you're they, saying they, basically bribery is a part of the uh, American uh, politics. That's a way to get things done. Well, they, they, don't call bri- they don't call it bribery. They call it lobby. They call it lobby, being a lobbyist. But that's a payola. I'm going to pay you to do what I want you to do. So why are we, why are we voting? Sounds like nobody has a voice. Black, white, green, yellow. Sounds like no one, the voice is Ben Franklin. And his buddies. And, and also, they look at the numbers, too. They look at the numbers and see how many people you could generate in following a particular position. And they would reach out to certain corporation businesses for backing. For example, like the NRA, the NRA is one of the most powerful lobbyists in the nation, and they—that's why the gun laws are the way they are. And believe you me, why you think the feds, the uh, 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 the federalities, uh, the Congress, the Senate, and the executive branches all saying, oh. We'll let the states handle lots. We'll let the uh, state, it'll be a state right because a lot of those uh, politicians are funded by the NRA or backed by the NRA. All okay. companies. You know, the right to bear arms is constitutional, right? Ocean? Huh? Isn't it constitutional, the right to bear arms? Yes. Right. So historically, uh, when uh, different cultures have removed the arms from their population, you know what happened historically? They get conquered. That's why North Korea ain't giving up their nuclear. That's why Iran ain't giving up their nuclear. They say we'll slow it down for a couple of years for you, but they still doing it. They just call it something else. Right in front of America's face. That's why China ain't giving up their nuclear weapons. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm Russia has not gave up their nuclear weapons, and, 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 and their war fell. They lost a few countries in the Soviet when they used to be the Soviet Union. But now, since they right. Russia, they still not giving up their nuclear weapons. They might, they, they might get rid of some because of the uh, what they call the GPAC uh, convention, uh, um, the GPAC, I believe it's called, where they discuss nuclear armament. They're not giving it up. And the United States will be the only ones in the world that have nuclear power. Well, and what happened, what happened, uh, 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 when you give up your weapons, you become defenseless. But let's look at, let's focus on our communities. How these guns, we're not being responsible. A lot of people are not being responsible 
with the guns, with weapons. In our community? Yes. All right. That means that that's because people have been in government have not been responsible. People in the uh, uh, economics have not been at the head of the economic matrix, have not been responsible, and it kind of facilitates this type of environment. These guns didn't just come out of some project. Right. You see what I'm saying? A right to bear arms, you have a right to bear arms, and, uh, you know, what needs to happen is that people need a means of which they can provide for themselves and their families, a means in which they can feel that they are a part of the so-called system, right? So if I'm right. not able to provide for my family and I got people in my community looking down on me, I can't get what I want, I look down on me, then I'm going to do something to make some money. Here, here comes some dope. All of a sudden, I can make $500 a week yelling 5 I can make even more if I take a bundle. What do you think is going to happen? So a lot Being of our problems, huh? so that's come back to economics. That's economics. Take, put on top of that, we're being bombarded with how you're supposed to achieve these so-called material goals, these, the house, the car, be a provider, uh, look good, you know what I'm saying? All of this stuff. The blame. Huh? The blame. The, the blame. The blame. All of yeah. this stuff, right? Right? We're we, we being bombarded right. with this. So psychologically, whether you choose to sell drugs or not, you hustling, whether you're employed legally or illegally, trying to fit in that mold. I'm trying to be somebody. I got it. I got it. I got money. I'm dressed all right. I don't have to worry about eating. I feed my kid. We're having fun. We're enjoying life. So apparently somebody somewhere is choking a whole lot of folks while they make a lot of money. And that's happening all over. You don't see it one place. You see it all over the United States. And if you look Farther than that, you see all over the world. Somebody's making a lot of money in that culture, that society, that economic matrix, while others are not making much, little to nothing. It's unfair, unethical to earn wealth on the backs of, of people who you oppress. You oppress them economically so that you can become wealthy. That's wrong. That's unethical. But not to them. They don't think it's unethical. They call it capitalism. They call it capitalism. Capitalism. Capital means they're telling you what they're doing. Cap is something that you put on top of something. It's on top and it restrains whatever's inside. It stops it from coming out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So capitalism, by definition, is is saying that I'm going to oppress you economically. Because in order for somebody to be on top, take advantage of, of the economic system, there has to be somebody that I'm taking advantage of. And, and, and to answer, uh, to respond to your earlier question, if we did have control our own economics, so we don't. If we had control, 
of our own economics, what will it look like? Will it look like how it is in the United States, or will it look different? I think it will look different. Uh, I think if we get the right folks, the right message involved, you know, uh, it will look uh, 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 different because we, 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 our attributes, uh, uh, a fundamental attributes as a people is like we're nurturers, we're teachers. Uh, 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 you know, we want we want everyone to prosper. Uh, we want everybody to live comfortable. And, and, and by keeping the money within our neighborhoods, within our communities, we will we, have the ability not to be like them, but to, to have our own economics the way we want to have our own economics. But you got to remember, when, 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 when you are a captive in someone else's land, you learn their system. You learn their attributes. You try to assimilate. You try to be just like your captors. And um, I think... Becoming like the perpetrator, you're saying? Yes. Yes. And, What's that called? Uh, the Stockholm Syndrome? Is that the Stockholm Syndrome? I, I don't know what syndrome is. I, I, I heard of the Stockholm Syndrome. I just can't really define what, sock, what the Stockholm Syndrome uh, it's, it's all right. is. It doesn't but, matter. Uh, but see, when you talk about capitalism, you talk, you talk about the United States uh, uh, economic system, you talk about a 1% of folk, a, little, a, a, a small amount of people that are great. They don't care. They'll step on their own mama's back. Literally, they'll step on their own mama's back to get what they want, to get that money. But I think we would be a little different if we don't look at the way they have way they set up their system, if, if, if that's why when we, you're doing this whole economic development, you gotta add a culture component to it. That we are different people. We've always been different people, you know. And that's why now Africa is the way Africa is. Because Africa had lost their way of trying to be like, trying to assimilate their captives, uh, 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 the people that have been dominating them for the past hundreds of years. So it would be different. Who's dominating Africans? Huh? Who's dominating Africans? Europeans are still there. Their companies are still there. Uh, 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 the French companies are still there. They might not be physically present, but believe you me, they have did so much damage in most of the countries in Africa that they, their situation, they they are like behaving like their cap, not captives, but the ones that been dominating them for hundreds of years. I mean, they might have physically pulled out, but they're there. They're still there. They're still a presence. And, and, and I, I think that. that, huh? I I can agree with that because you have uh, corporate America uh, uh, taking the natural resources out of Africa. How do they do that? Because the leaders in Africa are in bed with these guys. Yeah, 
They've always been in bed. How do you think we got over here? They've always been in bed with European countries. Before even America was America, you know, African leaders always been in bed with, with uh, Western society. And, 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 and the people and, and, and the people that we need to listen to, they don't get any airplay. This country also. People that we need to listen to, we need to look at. That's what I was saying earlier when I was talking about these folks on C-SPAN, these black men on C-SPAN. I won't call their names out, but you probably know who I'm talking about. These black gentlemen on C-SPAN, you know, they're the same faces that we see all the time. They are, you know, white media has picked them as our mouthpiece. And I want to know, I had never, ever see some of these guys through some of these black neighborhoods if they weren't putting on an event. They might come in town and do a convention in a black neighborhood, almost in a black neighborhood, and do an event, and they're gone. I don't see them organizing, or they have their shows, see them bring up suggestions. But they, they also select negative images of black men and women and uh, 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 just wanted to focus on the, And we have more positive images in our culture than negative It just appears, you know, with, the, with this media, it just appears that, 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 that uh, 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 there's more negative in, images uh, in our community. I mean, we have people that wake up every morning to go to work, raise their families, their family, and, you know, they're just like any other parents in America. But we don't see that. Oh, they want to show the gangbangers. Oh, they want to show the disciples, you know, the blood, the cribs. Uh, uh, they want to show uh, 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 failing schools. Or they don't want to show that, that some of these kids, even though the schools are struggling, they are still trying to. And that's our fault. That's our fault. Because we let this happen. We let this happen. We have plenty of opportunities to, to develop our, our communities. We have plenty of... Uh, and, and again, the reason why our communities aren't developed now, because we spend too much time, we spend too much time begging, begging government for assistance instead of doing ourselves. Well, you know, here's the, here's the thing about that. I mean, you should do as much as you can for ourselves. But as long as we don't control the natural resources, um, production and distribution of those natural um, resources, you're going to be asking somebody for something. But see, that's the thing. We could control our economic resources. We could try our economic. We could, we could, we, you know, if you chose your economic, if you chose your own economic resources, you can't really be told what to do. You could trade okay. who, who, whoever you want to trade. There is a business in, in Nigeria. There's a, a business in Tanzania that we could trade with. There's a black business in London, in South London, where most blacks live. There's a black business in, in Paris. We can have, right. uh, uh, it's not, uh, uh, you know, and that's like 
the ideology of pan-Africanism. But that's a show for a whole, that's another show. But see, it's, but it starts with us. It starts with us controlling our resources. Controlling, see, if you can't control your own economic resources, you could, you could kind of navigate through some of these uh, systems and what have you. Well, and Carlton, I got a couple yes, minutes sir. left. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight, man. I really appreciate it. I was thank prepared to do it by myself, huh? I said thanks huh? for having me on this show. Thanks yeah, for having and, me and on this show. I'll see you Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Yes, sir. All right? All right, All right. man. Have a good week. All right, you too, Ken. All right. Now, like I was saying, we got to control our own economic resources. You control your own economics. economics. You, basically, you basically control your destiny. And if you control your destiny, hey, let me tell you something. We could do it all. You could believe that. Hey, I am because we are. We are, be, we are because I am. It's so good to be back. And I really missed you. See ya.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.